but I think there are two things in five that existed that aren't going to translate well uh, to six, and it'll kind of encompass a few characters. Characters who relied on V-Trigger comebacks, uh, people who got used to not having to worry about their life in the beginning of a round, and then making <laughs> a complete comeback. You know, your Abigails, your Gs. Um, oh, gee, I forgot about G. <laughs> yeah. To some extent, even Mika. I don't want to be non-biased. <laughs> 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 To the absolute guard podcast yep this is episode 31 my name is benny and as always i'm joined by my co-host john who this time next year will be winning one million dollars <laughs> <laughs> yep not after taxes it's probably gonna be closer to what what, what do we guess like 800k or something yeah something like that with california but <laughs> oh man yeah that that announcement happened recently right it was um we're coming fresh off of capcom cup and uh it's uh I, I it was it was uh i forget who won i completely forgot who won already it was ben rd <laughs> ben rd um in my opinion cemented as the greatest of all time in that game uh because he's the only capcom cup champion two the only two-time cup cap can't, i can't talk two-time capcom cup champion um yep, yep exactly yeah, and can you imagine what it was like holding a novelty check for 120k on that stage, and then just seeing a trailer being like, "Hey, next year, if this was a year later, you could have won one million." <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Yeah, but I don't know. I think I feel like Street Fighter Five has kind of run its course. Like I haven't been playing it for the last couple of years, but I feel like one, it's in a good place, and like I mean, we're at the we're kind of at the point where the people that are playing it you know kind of love love what had what it has become in terms of like balance like it, you know it's i don't play it but you know i respect the people that play it and you know and and what it's become and then there's you know there's the people like me or other people that just haven't been playing it at all and are kind of just ready to move on to the next thing so sure and that's actually the theme of our our podcast show today so this is like our monthly panel we're going to have uh, two different people on and the topic is going to be what does it take to transition from street fighter 5 to street fighter 6 you know compare and contrast the two games and then talk about it from the perspective of the people that you mentioned that have kept playing it um and yep. uh we have those two people uh uh from our arizona scene are big mac and uh thrasher welcome guys welcome hello the How's it going? Great. I'm on the Absolute Guard <laughs> podcast. Yeah, right. What an honor. <laughs> Cheers. Thanks for being on, guys. Um, what did yeah. you guys think of the the Capcom Cup announcement? The one the one million dollars is is that uh is that getting you excited about the game? Yeah, yeah. I'm trying it's to uh, trying to get that money. Yeah, do my best. <laughs> Yeah, it's like uh, you got to take it serious now. Like anybody uh, can put in the time and do your best and see what you can get. But 
a million dollars kind of changes a lot. <laughs> yeah, that, that's yeah. that's some life changing money right there. I yeah, um, it's gonna open. What, what I find interesting about it is that like you know people on Twitter are are going ham about it, being like you know now I'm gonna now I'm gonna play Street Fighter Six like like that was the the, the big decision maker, right? Um, yeah. but in reality, I don't think any of us are ever like, gonna, like <laughs> realistically, we, a lot of us don't stand a chance of winning that. And so it ends up being like the, the pro players that do stand a chance who also have like big influencer followings are suddenly interested in it. And then yeah. their followers get interested in it. And it just has this like viral marketing trickle down effect, I think. Um, so again, I don't know if anyone in Arizona is going to be seeing any of that money except for me. Um, but, <laughs> but all, all, like all things considered, it's, it's, it's an interesting way to motivate the scene because now all of a sudden everyone's interested in street fighter six. No, not all of a sudden we're, we've been interested for a while. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, and if you think about it too, I mean, not, not just thinking about Capcom cup, right. Cause that's the grand prize for the first place winner of Capcom cup, but that's the, the prize money for, is also a million dollars split between like the premieres and stuff, whether that's offline or whatever so i mean it's not just capcom cup so even if you don't make capcom cup i mean you could still hopefully get some of that money if you go to one of the premieres and you know happen to yeah. do really well there so i mean you can see you see maybe some of it it's like a it's a two million dollar total prize pool right and then one mil goes to the the champion and then the other mil gets split yeah. pretty cool yeah pretty cool. i think it's gonna really make the offline premieres more interesting it's gonna make traveling more worth your time than maybe yeah. it would have been to go to something this year yeah yeah i agree yeah. and that's probably exactly. why the I mean, pot was so small for five right <laughs> yeah especially later in the years i mean that's you know that was that's been a sore topic especially like every time evo ends or something like that they're just like well this guy just went through all these people and he won whatever this amount of money and they're just yeah. like that was like basically enough to get you know for him to get there <laughs> and i'm just like well you know some of us you know play for pride <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, yeah totally. I don't know what you're talking about. I want that money, man. <laughs> John, we're going to be grinding this game. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think we will. Um, just to give the the viewers a little bit of a background on on our our two uh, panelists here today, Thrasher, uh, you are from Tucson, Arizona, and uh, how long have you been playing Street Fighter Five? Uh, since launch. Yeah. It's a grand total of like seven years, basically, right? <laughs> yeah, pretty much going hard. Up until these last few months, I kind of wanted to take a break a little bit. Have but, you uh, have you participated in any of the Street Fighter Six betas? Yeah, I participated in the last one, and uh, it was it was kind of eye opening. It was very uh, it's much different than Street Fighter Five, but it kind of adds mechanics from all previous games. So I think it's got something for everybody. Nice, nice. And what about you, Chase? I don't. I personally don't know you too well at all. So give us a little bit about your background, just briefly. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm newer to the Arizona scene. Uh, when did I come around? Uh, I th a couple of years ago, I think I moved out to Arizona, but initially, uh, you know, was more of like a casual player in uh, California. And uh, just kind of being in the Arizona, Arizona scene just kind of got more competitive, put more time into it and started grinding but i've been playing five on and off uh for its lifespan but uh it's been a good ride yeah and then six i'm pretty pumped for uh yeah it seems like they have a little something for everybody and they're putting like you know their own little twist on like each mechanic from like a previous game which is pretty yeah. cool and did you play in yeah. any of the betas big mac 
Chase? Uh, yeah, I got into the first one, and then I think that like auto qualified me for the second. So, uh, sure. yeah, it's been a good time. Yeah. Very cool. Got, got lucky. And then just uh, for uh, for folks who don't know you in Street Fighter Six, uh, oh, Street Fighter Five, who's your main character? And then also the same for Street Fighter Six. Uh, so Street Fighter Five, uh, my guy Sagat, the be- the zoning king who gets out zoned by everybody and then uh um for six uh at least currently it's gonna be ryu okay so a little little similar vibe and mike how about you my main in street fighter 5 is lucia uh the best character in the game <laughs> the most fun <laughs> um the character nobody knows anything about but uh in six i'm looking at kimberly and jury uh more so Kimberly right now. She's kind of the one I played for the beta, but Jury looks really cool. So she's kind of got Lucia vibes with that fireball. I like it. Just the space control. So nice. Um, and actually, hey, Benny, who are you looking at for six right now? Out of curiosity. Uh, well, for, well, for five, I played Sim because Honda wasn't in there to start. And then um, Honda came in too late. And at that point, I was just like, I wasn't really feeling him, even though he had some shenanigans. But uh, looking forward to Sim and Sim and Honda in in six, and then uh, a little bit of Ed because I started playing Ed in the last few years in Street Fighter Five, uh, mm. who everybody saw in the Capcom Cup was uh, kind of annoying. The one two threes, <laughs> one two three, <laughs> so so good. Oh man. Um, okay, why don't we go ahead and start kind of surface level for the the different uh, comparing and contrasting the games. Um, so character wise, uh, you know. We know a lot of the roster for Street Fighter Six, and it's significantly smaller than you know season set uh, season six of Street Fighter Five. But mm-hmm. um, and are there are there any characters uh, that y'all are looking for that you would like to see in Street Fighter Five that you would like to see them in Street Fighter Six, like moved over from five to six? Uh, Mike, how about you? You want to go first? Yeah, I want to see uh, Lucia. I think she would be really cool. <laughs> um, but uh, Maybe some Dudley as well. I think Dudley would be really cool. Dudley, yeah. Very cool. And then how about you, Chase? Um, yeah, Sagat. I mean, yeah, if we're being biased. But, uh, I mean, I've always wanted to see, at least from just, like, someone who's not in five, I've always wanted to see, uh, what's his name, Eagle. Eagle, in, okay. But uh, for someone who's in five... uh. Dude, is Balrog Balrog's not confirmed yet, right? He's not. Actually, uh, I, don't I don't think remember. so. No, I don't think so. No, I don't. Know. I wouldn't mind. I mean, I just seeing like all the classics, so I wouldn't mind Balrog in there. Yeah, I would say that that style is relatively unrepresented. Like we have a Balrog player in uh, in Yuma, you know, as part of our Street Fighter Five scene, and um, I think he's. He plays Guile in the beta, and he I think he's interested in Marissa. So it's like three quarters of the FGC is interested in Marissa. <laughs> <laughs> but there's I can't think of like a, a Balrog analog where it's like a you know a, a missile character that punches from half screen and has good normals in this charge, you know. Um, yeah, I mean we'll have to see. I mean we don't know how how Ed'll be. I mean he was the kind of a mix of a boxer thrown in there, but I mean I don't, you know he wasn't a charge character. He had those uh, those like simple like two button inputs and that kind of stuff. Yeah. There's a couple of routes that could go with Ed, huh? Because like lore wise, he's like, uh, 
Balrog's protege, so he could theoretically take on Balrog's moveset. He could use his original moveset. Hell, he could take on Bison's moveset, right? He could be the Scissor Kick yeah. guy. <laughs> <laughs> that, that'll look so weird. <laughs> One, two, three. <laughs> oh, nice. I could see that. They give him a rush punch or something. I mean, already his charge punch is kind of like yeah. that. Yeah, the one that you yeah. hold down, yeah. Yeah. Psycho Knuckle. Yeah. yeah in, terms of, in, uh, in terms of Street Fighter V, like, I know uh, we have V-Trigger, which is, uh, you know, seen as a comeback mechanic and also kind of a uh, early, late game kind of differentiator, right, with the with the installs, like, you know, like uh, characters like Nikali, that kind of stuff. Um, in terms of Street Fighter Six, is there anything in, like that in Six that you guys see? Uh, we'll start with start with Chase. Um, for like installs, or well, just, just like comeback uh, well, mechanics in general. Yeah, comeback mechanics. Oh, just come, yeah. comeback mechanics. See, that's a, yeah. It doesn't really have much. Not com- like anything like five in terms of like a enhanced system, unless you count like some of the installs, like uh, like Guile has his level two, or yeah, was it his SA two? I think Jury has the same thing. Uh, but like them. Outside of that, I would say, like, the most you'd get is, like, yeah, CA, like, just your enhanced level three at low life. Mm. It feels like what, like, could be a comeback mechanic is, like, you have so many options with both your, like, critical gauge bar, your SA bar, and then your drive gauge. It's going to be, like, you have so many options to create damage, or you can kind of, like, you have so many ways you can create big damage. Maybe that's, like... You know, you have so many tools at your disposal is like the closest thing I can think of. Yeah, gotcha. yeah, that's true. And then uh, you get a thing about like too, like after you get burned out, right? You burn out, and then like you recover, you get your full, full stock of drive meter back, right? Yeah. So in some ways, that could be seen as a somewhat of a comeback mechanic. You at least get you know full resources in that sense. Yeah. Yeah. I, it feels like you have to suffer for a little bit before you get your your comeback swing right and they might kill you before you even get it <laughs> yeah. it's like a high risk comeback mechanic in that way right yeah okay. it'll be scary to see like what people come up with like especially for like burnout pressure and like the grap once they have like grapplers and like you're in burnout state like that's just gonna be a nightmare <laughs> <laughs> that's true huh like everything's plus in burnout so you can be like plus into command grabs. That sounds horrible. That sounds like Street Fighter Five. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh man! Uh, command grab loops. <laughs> uh, yeah. Command grab, drive rush, command grab. Yeah, that's gonna be a nightmare. I think uh, with regards to the comeback in this game, you kind of it's it's almost like a, a conversation in a way because. If you don't overextend as the person on offense and burn yourself out, you kind of limit their comeback potential. So it's less Street Fighter 4, Street Fighter 5 like where for beating up on somebody, there's at some point going to be a huge swing in momentum. You can kind of stop midway through your drive bar and you give them that opportunity to play again. But in return, you kind of take away their comeback potential. Right, so you can choose to play safer almost, right, and then and not overextend, and then mitigate that that big comeback mechanic or whatever big swing back, right, versus it being guaranteed it basically in five because that V trigger would build up. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Except for really... CA. <laughs> CA is the one where, especially at Jamie level four in 
CA, your uh, your life bar is gone. But but even the CA, you could like you could choose to keep it like you could choose to use three level ones instead, right? And and keep it like as a defensive super or something um, to prevent uh, getting mauled in the first place. Like there's just so many ways to to use the meter that it's not as um, as a road, I think, as as Street Fighter Five is, where you're you're usually want to pop V trigger once per round, right? Um, I I also like I kind of wanted to elaborate on V trigger in particular because as far as it being a late game and early game differentiator, where you know like at the at round one start, you know, footsies is one way, right? Where we kind of are poking with mediums or in five, I mean Street Fighter Five, we're poking with mediums, we're poking with jabs, um, whiffing jabs, whiffing mediums, and then sometimes we're throwing out crush counter buttons. Um, but then once one one player gets V trigger, suddenly everybody starts crouching uh, because we all want to <laughs> land crouching roundhouse into V trigger or some kind of big you know game starter button into V trigger and suddenly the flow of the match changes. Um, so my question to you guys is: Have you seen anything like that in Street Fighter Six where like you know suddenly the flow of the match will completely halt based on a resource that accrues? like v trigger or is that kind of a unique street fighter 5 thing in your mind uh mike you want to go first yeah i think it's that drastic change is kind of street fighter 5 um limited in my opinion but as far as six i think the 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 only time i'm really worried about what the person on defense is going to do to to catch the momentum is when i'm in burnout and, and like I said before, you, you have control of that. So I feel like it's less one-sided in where now you have this ultimate mechanic you now have to respect halfway through the game. You can kind of play the same way as long as it's conservatively throughout the entire round. Okay. But yeah. do, you, do you prefer having that or do you prefer the Street Fighter V style of like having that big... like? Like there's there's there could be some value in having a late game and an early game. We see that in other genres like strategy games or shooter games, right? Um, like, which do you like at this point in time better? The, the the being able to like having the matchup halt and then change dynamically, or kind of the one one size fits all game plan? I, I like them both, but I would say I for sure I like the Street Fighter Six version of it better. Like being more in control of what's going to happen versus being forced to <laughs> in in five um it kind of cheapened comebacks in a way i think in five because they just happen so so much more often and in six comebacks are going to come from either burning out or actually outplaying somebody for the remainder of the round um you still outplayed somebody kind of because you know v trigger was there in five so mm -hmm. if you didn't respect it that's on you but yeah. It's a little bit more forgiving, I think, in six, and a lot more hype when the comebacks do happen, in my opinion. Well, yeah, I could see that. I mean, I guess I never, I personally never really thought about it that way in terms of like, you know, okay, I'm pushing, I'm pushing, I'm pushing. You know, this guy's close to burnout. Now, do I keep pressing? Because, like, like you said, in old games, like in four, like if he's close to stun, I'm pressing because I want to get that dizzy, right? Same mm -hmm. thing in five. Like I'm pressing because I want to get that get that dizzy and continue on. Or like you said, like I build up my beat trigger because I'm getting my ass beat and like, oh, I have it now. Now you have to be like, okay, well, now I have to 
kind of change up my game plan and be aware of what can you know what can happen or wh when they activate and i guess i never thought about like just kind of holding back because like the mentality from like older games street fighter 2 on is just like oh stun's almost there i'm going in i'm going in i'm going in and now it's just like well if i go in i have the chance to you know burn myself out at the same time i think this is one of the first games where like you are every offensive action you take come can come at a cost right like the big big like guess and like make them guess three times and win rounds like those all come at enormous costs you're burning like you know four bars in a four drive bars in a in a, in a combo um or or you know whoring out drive impact over and over again like you're you're taking like everything comes at a cost i guess um yeah. I, I i wanted to pose that same question to chase too like um i do you see anything like as far as like a, a game stopper or a momentum changer or a chance to overextend? Uh, I think it's it's similar to what like Mike was saying earlier with that conversation with Drive. I think it's going to be something like that. But like once you actually get them in burnout, because then it's like you're going to be put into the mental decision. Like, do I like get aggressive with it? Do I take full advantage of that drive or them being in burnout? knowing that like the more you press, the more their bar fills up, right? So they'll recover out of burnout faster. And then if you can't get the kill and you spend whatever, like how many bars is there? Six, I think. Six, uh, yeah. Six, yeah. Street Fighter you... Six, get it? Hey, <laughs> zing. But uh, if, yeah, if you spend five and then, but you can't get the kill and then they get all their drive back, then you're kind of, you have to now play defense, like, they have yeah. all the options now and it's like their game now it's their turn like you have to now like play that conservative style mm -hmm. i would say like that's the most i've seen so. okay so the burnout state essentially creates that change yeah. in the early the, the early and late game but uh you know as as mike stated you have more control over creating that uh that exactly. situation in the first place exactly okay. Yeah, I think that is going to change over time as well, because I think right now people don't really have because the game is not out yet. We've played two betas. It's there's not a lot that people know about it yet, but I think just how plus you are on the buttons is going to lead to things that you can do when somebody's in burnout that make burnout much more scarier than it is maybe right now, because right now it might be worth it to just burn out all of your bar, get a huge life lead and wait for it to come back. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. I forgot to say that at the beginning of the show too, is that um, just like all of our street fighter six coverage and content here, um, you know, the game is not out. And so the game could change. We're basing it off of, you know, a, a build we played in, in the closed beta tests uh, in, I think it was in November, October and December. So like yeah, there's plenty of time for things to change and, um we'll update our opinions accordingly as once the game releases but for now it's kind of like this is what we can kind of see coming based off of our experience with five <laughs> so that makes sense and uh i wanted to say oh shoot wait i just forgot um <laughs> wait repeat that again repeat what, what, what mike said least... or what i said yeah what mike sorry what's mike said? Uh, no. i was i was saying that basically burnout is going to get scarier the more oh. people know about the game yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry uh i wanted to 
just say then but like some characters feel like they can still fight and burn out like if you get them in burnout in like open space guile's still gonna be guile like you're still mm -hmm. gonna have to get in on that wall so that's yeah. like where i think you may have to like uh pick and choose almost if you want to like spend the meter to try to get in if like he still has his like normals he still has a sonic boom you know but yeah yeah so let's let's talk about burnout a little bit then because of how it can vary from character to character um like based off of how you guys like to play you know do you, how many times would you want to burn out in a match in, in a round rather um and zero is an answer but uh would like basically would you want to burn out at all and just Probably play through not. it no yeah for for me no i i i don't i don't think that it's a good idea <laughs> um <laughs> but if maybe that can also be person specific and if somebody shows you they don't have anything scary to do to you while you're uh burnt out or if you're like chase said if you're guile and you can just play that way then it might be drastically different for somebody who can do that versus another character who has no reversals no, no i mean i guess nobody has any reversal when you're in burnout but right where you, you chances are you're going to be much more uh close to the person when you burn out or maybe you can get back thrown and now you're in the corner in burnout. Oh, yeah. like, <laughs> so yeah I, the depth of this game is really amazing because you know we're sitting here picking it apart for what little we know and it's already so complex what's it going to be like in year five you know yeah it, it it's, it's like a a lot of it's dependent on like i think psychological games between the two players as opposed to like this is objectively the best option at all times which i think was really more prevalent in five right yeah yeah mm -hmm. and then um Benny would like based on you know your your view of the uh, of of the game so far like do you would you like I I think like one scenario I think is you could play you could just burn all your meter immediately burn out and play through the burnout and then get another bar to work with and do it again and again right but the other side of it is you could just conserve it and not burn out at all um, which which side would you kind of uh, find yourself on on that one Benny um, I don't know just from the the from the limited time that I did play I did find myself burning out rather quickly because i would be you know trying to press you know i was playing guile so i was like i was trying to press you know ex sonic booms or uh, ex flash kicks you know anti-airs that kind of stuff so i did find myself in those situations like you said where i was burning out early and you know kind of just fighting for my life and just be like okay well i just gotta weather the storm weather the storm okay now i'm back and so with my personal place i could see myself kind of being in that kind of situation more i mean who knows how I'm going to be after that happens a few times. Maybe I get, maybe I get wrecked, you know, <laughs> sure. and I'm just like, Oh, that's, that's probably not a good decision. And like Mike said, it could be a kind of a player decision. It's just like, does this guy know how to take advantage of me when I'm not in, when, or when I'm in this burnout state, if they don't, then, you know, I might be more willing to kind of, kind of just press more. And if they can, then I'd be like, okay, well maybe I need to play more defensive and kind of conserve my meter for other things. Right. It it it's kind of it's it's hard to really figure out like how we would handle a defensive mechanic right now because no one's figured out their offense yet, right? So like, yeah, everybody. We don't know if we're to gonna. How, yeah, we don't know how, <laughs> how badly we're gonna get fucked up for burning. Out. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, 
Well, I guess, yeah, let's, let's talk a little bit about defense then. So, you know, I don't want necessarily want to go through every single drive mechanic, but are there any drive mechanics that, uh, uh, you guys are passionate and want to talk about on the show today? Uh, uh, Chase, do you want to go first? Yeah. Uh, I would say probably at least for defense, I think the like go-to of the mechanics will probably be Perry drive Perry. Mm. It's an option for, you know, wake up. If you can get the perfect Perry timing, it's, I mean, you're not going to get crazy damage because of the scaling, but you know, you could, you know, switch your position, your stage position, you get, I think you get a little drive back, like, so there's things you get and then you create that mind game where now like, you know, they're, you know, almost like uncomfortable meeting you now and they have to like maybe do wake up throw or something. And yeah. even just like if they're committing to strings, like you might not even need to like perfect parry. You could just, if they're going to commit to a string, like drive parry, like give me all that meter. And then like, you know, it's like you almost win the exchange that way. And then you're back to like neutral with a little drive. Like, but I don't know. That's the one I'm kind of leaning towards is going to seem to be like the most practical. Very. Yeah. I, I, I think that in Street Fighter Five, right? Like, say, say I knock you down, and I, I, I get Oki off of it, and like, I would say, like, numerically, it was always the most advantageous to go for a meaty on knockdown because in Five, you know, the only counter to a meaty is uh, a invincible reversal, and in Five, EXDPs, you know, they cost one bar, um, and then they also. Uh, uh, do, do not give Oki by design, like no meterless reversals in my understanding, at least, uh, give any kind of Oki. So what happens then is if you go for the meaty, the worst thing you do is you eat a DP and you return to neutral. You don't actually lose any momentum accordingly. Right. Um, but in six, you know, that, that same rule applies, but then you also have the parry mechanic on top of that. And then they can get Oki afterwards and swing back. So, like to me, it doesn't feel as strong to go for meaties in this game compared to six. Uh, so compared to five, rather. Um, do you guys have any opinions on that? Yeah, I, I think you're you hit the nail on the head because especially in regards to the corner, which is like the strongest place you can put somebody. A uh, a perfect parry can mean a back throw into the corner. And, those, yeah. <laughs> and that, that is that is arguably the worst thing that could happen to you in the game depending on the the character um yeah. you know you you get back thrown by kimberly and now you have to deal with can setups or whatever else and that's kind of her place to be so meeting her in the corner carries a little bit more risk than maybe meeting somebody else yeah then you've got the throw option. And I think meaty throw is still a very good option. Less risk as long as your meaties are on point. Yeah, because that beats the parry too, huh? That yeah. makes sense. Okay. Yeah. And with throw, it seems like a lot of characters have throw loops in the corner still too. So, I mean, you can still like establish Oki with, uh, in the corner at least with like a throw loop. So it's like, kind of covers parry covers meat 
or yeah, covers, you know, blocking. Covers drive you, impacted. What do you guys think about throw loops in this game? Like I know in five, like they were very keen on making sure they removed them over time. But even even at the start of five, they left them in and every like some people have mid screen throw loops. Um are they good or bad for six in your opinion? Um, I think they're good because they still they they're kind of how you apply offense in certain situations or the only thing that makes it uh, a little bit more scary because the lack of plus frames on buttons kind of nerfed offense in a in a in a way so it's more important for you to be able to throw especially in those situations where somebody can wake up Perry and shift the whole match with you in the corner now. So, uh, but I think that staggering your offense is going to be a lot more important now than it necessarily was in five. Like, like staggering meaties, not necessarily doing perfect meaty timing. So you, you can, you can have a little bit more uh, respect, you know, in regards to like somebody's, wake up situation because they have fairly low risk ways of turning the whole tide of the match now. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, you guys would, would you guys agree that defense in general is just stronger in six than it is in five? Yeah. yeah much stronger. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah I'd definitely say that. I mean, I think initially even, even like with the beta, like I think even at launch, we're going to see a lot of people still, having trouble dealing with the the drive impact as a defensive mechanic because i for me like uh i personally like i have a bad habit of using heavies a lot like it's something that killed me in five a lot playing sim like using crouching fierce all the time like i'd always get blown up using that and it's it's something that i think is kind of just i mean maybe for a lot of people in five too because it's just like that was the that was the party starter right Roundhouse with Karen, right into V trigger, you crush know, whatever. Buttons. Yeah, yeah, crowd crush counter buttons into into cancel into my V trigger. So it's just like that might be a hard habit for a lot of people to break initially, and they're going to be like getting blown up by drive impacts to start until you know until they kind of get that out of their system or kind of vary up like what they do. Sure. So in a, in a game where you're worried about drive impact and you can't use your heavies as much, like what are you what are you poking with in your mind, Benny? Uh, I don't know if I'm playing like like a sim or somebody or guile like probably fireballs probably relying on that more seeing how people you know react to those um it's going to be real interesting to kind of see how how uh sims limbs work in terms of the people being able to parry and and you know how much space they can they can cover or you know whether they're going to be able to like whiff punish things and then you know uh drive rush in and apply pressure that way because that changes the whole dynamic of sim before it was you know let me kick you with this uh, standing medium kick and like yeah I take a little bit of life but I'm still keeping you back there now mm -hmm. if you have the opportunity to to drive rush through that or to you know to parry it and then run through like that changes the whole dynamic of like how I can use those buttons sure um yeah like any 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 like drive rush random drive rush or like confirm it can instantly corner sim right <laughs> basically the, mm -hmm. like the, the mechanics will allow for him to to get really to get corner carried quickly, but then he also has access to those same mechanics, so he can wake up di, wake up parry and stuff too. Um, that's a really unique. That's going to be a really. I I don't have no idea how Dalsum's going to be handling this game for that reason. Yeah. Um, yeah. My game plan will probably be just get him in the corner. 
because I think the corners um pretty intense in this game and uh uh but Mike like you're uh, like Lucia pressure from my my recollection from Street Fighter 5 like you had some of the best Lucia corner pressure in the business and I was curious about you know you're playing a, another character in Kimberly that also has extremely good corner pressure. What is your opinion on the the differences between the corners between Street, Street Fighter Five and Street Fighter Six? Um, in Street Fighter Five, you kind of got away with a lot more walk forward medium. You know, uh, you could really frame trap people with while taking space, and that is not a thing <laughs> at all in Six. So you, it's it's a little bit more committal. Or why you is have it to, not? Why is it not the, the, a thing in six in your mind? Uh, just because the lack of plus frames on mediums. Got it. Um, you kind of have to earn that a little bit more than you did in five. Because if you played a character like Lucia and Cami had very similar, you know, plus medium punches up close. So so they're plus mm -hmm. three. You could keep applying that pressure over and over again and your opponent was forced to decide to reversal a button or try and jump out or or something they had to take the risk um and there was huge reward if you hit them for it but in in six you're taking the risk applying the medium punch you might get a much better setup or combo uh more damage off of it but if they block it they can take their turn back unless you parry <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> okay so so it's oh, much idea it's much more uh like it's much more of a, a mind game i think mind games in general are way more prevalent in six than they were in five okay so you're, are you saying it's it's harder to keep momentum or keep uh, keep the corner pressure going because of all those defensive mechanics and the lack of plus yes i think it's much more important to get them to the corner apply your one mix up and push yourself away with light buttons and then focus more on keeping them in the corner than it is to try and just maul them. Although you yeah. can still totally do it. It's just the risk is a lot greater. Okay. So if, if you get back thrown in a corner back throw, so we've, we've had that's happened in street fighter five to us a lot, right? We're going for pressure and then we get back thrown into the corner. Um, which do you think, if if you got back thrown into a corner, would you rather be back thrown into a corner in Street Fighter Five or Street Fighter Six? <laughs> they're both so lethal. Yeah. Um, but I feel like in Six you have a little bit more options to go to in okay. regards to the drive system. Uh, chances are you're going to have uh, uh, your wake up reversal option more at the ready than if you just spent you're super getting them to the corner in five, you know? So yeah. I, I personally six. Yeah. Six for sure. <laughs> Can you imagine the scenario where like, you know, I, we're playing neutral and then I'm like, Oh, I'm going to try to corner him. And I burn like four drive bars or five drive bars to get there. Like I do like a drive rush into a, into an EX spinning bird kick or something in corner carry. And then I get back thrown. And I have one bar <laughs> left. <laughs> oh, yeah. man. Yep. Yeah, and then then you're burnt out. The next block string, and uh, the fun begins. You know, that's that's the the eight player agency that we were talking about earlier, though. Where like I had control over what I what I used to get you to the corner, and I chose to burn all those resources and take that risk, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. 
sense. Okay. Cool. Um, I got a couple of other like interesting questions here. Uh, so, uh, you know, there's a bunch of like how many? There are like 55 characters or something in Street Fighter Five right now, right? Something like that. Um, and the in Street Fighter Six, you know, we've only played a beta with eight characters in it. And I would say that most of the eight characters are pretty similar. Um, like they all have a dragon punch reversal. They all have a, um, uh, a lot of them have a fireball. Um, a lot of them are kind of like, uh, there's a couple like rushdown tricky characters like Kimberly and, um, there's a record character like Jamie, but by and large, there's no grappler representation, um, versus five, which currently has, you know, they've got, it's got zoners, it's got grapplers, it's got footsie characters, it's got shodos. Um, what kind of uh archetypes in street fighter five like if if i were to like say i was like a a laura player or something you know would laura would my laura play style work well in six in your guys's opinion like what kind of archetypes do you think would be successful in street fighter six um at least from what we've seen so far because each character is kind of like uh that shoto type or at least like a versatile like uh has a versatile tool toolkit mm -hmm. i would lean towards that especially with what they've done to fire like shoto fireballs are strong in this game like so much stronger than what they were in five like with the uh recoveries are shorter like you could like you could probably set up fire tra fireball traps from like close and like having ex where like before in like five if you spent like ex um meter you actually like you know your move has more recovery um or your fireball has more recovery so it's like a good time to jump in or try to get that read in six like ex moves ex fireballs have less recovery than the regular fireball like it's so easy it seems like very strong to set up a like a fireball game along with them just being very fast it's it's kind of hard to jump them. So, okay. I don't know. I, I think just like establishing that, it's going to be interesting to see how Perry uh, works in that, in the whole fireball war. Because mm -hmm. uh, I know at least with Sagat, it's like, a, you know, I'll be trying to set up, you know, certain fireball traps uh, at certain spaces based on like recovery and pushback. But you got characters with Perry like Ryu and Gil. And the. If they get their parry timing, especially with Gil, like his recovery is so fast, he ends up nullifying any space trap. He ends up jumping before, and like I don't get it. He ends up hitting me on the second fireball. I can't DP in time. So oh, I wonder okay. if like Perry's gonna change that. But I, I like I guess we'll see. But at least right now, I think Shoto's are looking strong. At least with the like whole fireball being okay. like much improved does that so does that uh uh also like stretch to zoners and say do you think the zoners would be strong as well like I if i was a poison that. player or something yeah yeah probably especially with like how like you really have to like you can kind of play like a five like pressure game but you have to earn it so much you have to earn so much respect like with uh like lights before like just to get them to not press because everything's minus so it's like really if you're if you have a really strong neutral game like 
and then you can survive in the pressure scenarios like when you're in pressure like that's fine then just like get your damage to the neutral to just dominate there you know so i could see zoners having a good time and then drive rush obviously you know they can create offense if they need it ah fair how about you mike any any particular archetypes uh from street fighter 5 you think that'll stand out in six um i th i think uh you, you were talking about laura and and i still i think the i'm so interested to see command grabs are they gonna have uh are, they, are you gonna get oki off of them or is it gonna be like are you gonna bounce back across the screen with geef you know because <laughs> how are they gonna balance drive drive uh rush into command grab scenarios even if it's just doing um the parry rush so you only spend a bar on somebody's wake up like with with command grabs how is that going to work somebody is just going to be in your face and hardly spend any resources to get there and geef with a parry like like a legit yeah. parry <laughs> not a flex <laughs> Um, so I think grapplers are going to be really good um, just because the lack of other offensive options, you know, buttons and characters like Cammy, who may, may obviously she could be way different. But if we think of Cammy, how she was in five, these characters who really abuse plus frames are not going to have that. So how ah. are they going to fight a character like Geef who can just get almost 300 damage for command grabbing you, assuming he's that way you know he could be totally different but i think that's the one i'm most interested in seeing is, is grapplers manon looks really cool with the grappling she gets stronger as as she grabs you so if command grabs are really that strong she may be a top tier character that might be their way of like addressing command grabs uh like the momentum behind command grabs and like maybe she won't get oki but she gets a metal level off it instead like they just added an additional reward to offset like not getting oki or alternatively like yeah maybe she just burns drive rush to get oki and then you have to deal with that shit <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think that's the the one that has the most mystery for me because you can kind of just with Jamie is our only small taste of a command grab character. And uh, I played against JB in the beta and he destroyed me with drive command rush grabs. into command grabs. So it, even with it being three bars, it might still be worth it. And then you can go back to neutral. You know? sure. Do you have an opinion on uh, like recovery on command grabs? Cause like, Th normal throws in six like are are notable in that they have 30 frames of recovery if i recall correctly uh which is significantly more than five um but for command grabs we don't really know yet we have jamie's command grab and that's kind of it um what like say you guessed wrong on a command grab what what kind of punish would you want to eat or like what would what, what you think would be fair rather i think the biggest one somebody can get a crush like the the punish counter that acts you know like a i don't know how many characters have that i only have experience with kimberly really but oh. hers is almost like a street fighter 5 crush counter and i think that is already going to be just by nature of the punish counter mechanic a whiffed throw 
is going to be huge. So for sure, you should get some kind of punish just based off of how many different ways you have to get in at, or it appears you have to get in um, as a grappler. Would you want a recovery to be so bad that you get you eat a jump in that everybody gets a jump in? Um, no, maybe not that because think about what, what do you have to do? It has to be something big in my opinion, but just based off what you have to do to avoid it. There's not like a V shift, you know, that's true. It's the only things you have. And maybe this is where the, the mechanic, uh, what is it? Drive reversal might come in is dealing with these situations because as of right now, we don't really have a grappler and the consensus yeah. I've heard from people is that that mechanic doesn't really do much. That's so, a huge point. Yeah. So the drive reversal could be the anti grappler mechanic in a lot of ways for somebody who's trying to steal plus buttons and mix command grab in. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It so pushes it, them out too. So like you kind of keep a, the, you know, keep them zoned out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a that's a really good point. Yeah, in terms of like, yeah, because that's been a big thing too. It's just like when we've when we've talked about the drive mechanics, it's just like, well, which you know, which one do you think is powerful? Which one do you think is the weakest or you know not used? And it's like, drive reversal has been the one. It's like, oh, I, I got this by accident, but I didn't mean to. And it's like, I think by design, it uh, Capcom has intentionally left out the command grab characters because maybe that's something that we're, you know testing with with people right now and trying to see like how this is gonna work. I mean, if anything, with Street Fighter Six, they they do seem to be a little bit more meticulous in terms of like what their uh, intentions are or what they're trying to do, and also at the same time leaving leaving their a lot of flexibility there. So it's like you said, like that's one of my biggest worries right now. Like uh, thinking of playing Sims, right? You know, how many how are people going to get in? So it's like it's one thing to deal with the standard characters to get in. It's another thing to deal with. Here's a traditionally like seven three matchup with Geef, and now he's just walking in there and it's just like oh i i parried your your standing roundhouse and i'm in and like what it's just like typically that's not the way that that matchup goes like that could be a whole whole different matchup entirely depending on uh, how geef is designed or how command grab characters in general are designed yeah like the you're saying like the the zangief dalsim matchup specifically is kind of like balanced on the pin of on the tip of a needle almost where like you know any any small change could really disrupt the matchup Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, yeah, at, you know, at full range, like, yeah, it's, it's Sims. And then it's just like, if, if Geef gets in and, and that's, that's his reward is the Oki and the command grabs. And now you get to put, now I get to play and having to deal with those kind of situations. So I think that's going to be uh, a real big uh, thing in the beginning. And, and I think command grab characters in general, grapplers in general, usually early on are the, the archetype that a lot of people just hate. Right. Mm-hmm. It's just, something you deal with at the very beginning of the game people don't know how to deal with those type of characters i remember um and four to very start everybody was just like what this you know this zero command grab uh ultra does this much damage but it's just like well you know he's taking a beating up to this point you know he spent 60 seconds to get in like what you know what's wrong with that really <laughs> can you imagine a geef critical art that, that is a command grab super. Oh god. Yeah. <laughs> like maybe 60% maybe. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be rough. I think that is going to be uh 
a huge thing. Finding out what grapplers can do is going to be huge because it would be really easy to break them in this game, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's a, that's a that's a general kind of uh, Street Fighter discussion we've had with with Scott in particular a lot is is in regards to those two characters with Sim and, and Geef. It's real easy to kind of tip those those scales in favor to where they're too good, but then you know you nerf them to a point, and then people are just like, "Oh, these characters suck." But it's just like, well. You can't give them too many tools because then they become way too good and they become overpowering. Like, they dominate the game, that. right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like you don't want Geef to have green hand and drive rush and all this other stuff. And then it's like, then you got to deal with command grabs too. Like what? It's just like everybody's going to be playing Geef. The... Some of the charm of those characters is how hard it is to pull off those wins, you know? Yeah. I, uh, you know, because we talk about like, getting plus frames with drive rush and getting Oki with drive rush as a grappler. But there's also the other side of it. Like, you know, our, our defensive mechanics, we talked, we just got done talking up how good Perry is. Right. And, and how that changes Oki, but suddenly I might get punished counter command grabbed for going for a Perry. <laughs> and so when you brought up the, the, the Greek critical art, I'm like, what if I go for a Perry and he supers my ass? <laughs> Yeah. Oh no, because that's that's well, a, I, think I think that's an extra ten percent damage or something, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Imagine that just setting up like parry the whole game with Geef, and then like, all right, they parry, and then you just like walking seven twenty like ca them, and then they're dead. <laughs> or, or or you're pressuring him on his wake up, and he parries and punish counter supers you. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. yeah. Perfect parry. Ah. Uh, okay. Well, well, I mean, I think about it. When I think about stuff like that, I think about like Hugo in Third Strike. Like, you know, people, people dealing with those kind of situations. You know, here's a character that's, you know, I guess I think he's low tier, but, you know, in the right hands with the person with that that understands like how you play and is really good at reading his opponent. Like, I could turn the tables like that. Yeah, okay. isn't that's eating that super is almost a death sentence in that game, isn't it? Hmm. Yeah, that, that game does 75% damage supers, I think. There's a couple of them out there. Um, <laughs> so let's get a little spicy then. We just got done talking about who we think is going to, like what kind of Street Fighter Five archetypes are going to succeed. Um, what what characters, the people that play certain characters in Five, you think are going to have a hard time in Six? And again, like this is just for fun and just getting spicy here, but <laughs> who, who was carried by their character in Street Fighter Five and is going to have problems in Six? Uh, oh, I'm gonna yeah. let Chase go first. Time. I don't okay, <laughs> mine is gonna be totally, completely biased towards Sagat because I don't think this character is good in five. I'll give a couple of characters, but like, I think these like these grimy Nash players who get to just <laughs> delete the fireball game, like nothing on reaction, get a V trigger one and get a full combo out of it, and get to absorb my fireballs like goobers like <laughs> i like i can't like with fireball being stronger in six and like the anti-fireball at least some people had some like some characters had some options but for the most part everything's more read based like you have to see a fireball coming you can't really raw react with di i'm i don't know you might be able to but i can't i can't see it so like i think characters like that or even like street fighter 5 jury but not necessarily six 
where she has her charge and she has her ex i don't know i don't think she has ex pinwheel in six right or the flip the flip kick yeah i don't know actually uh no she doesn't oh okay yeah, like e- quick, easy answers like that where you do it on reaction and you can like train yourself to see a fireball and just do it. I think characters like that are, are going to have to get used to just like walking someone down, like, or the pl- like, and just like, or reading a fireball and not just going on gut reaction the entire time. But that's my take. Anti-fireball characters, main. basically. Nash players. <laughs> yeah. Even though he's, like, low tier in 5, still. Yeah. That's a terrible matchup for Sagat. I was going to say, that was, that was that's one of the things that irritated me, um, especially, like, with commentating, was people being, like, you know, you see somebody throw a fireball, and then what do they do? They activate beat trigger, and then they go in the super. And they're like, oh, look at those reactions. And I was like reactions like he paused the game and then he did a super like, this, <laughs> yeah. this is like reactions bro like he was ready to press those two buttons the minute he Honestly. saw a fireball come out now those weren't reactions Honestly, what execution <laughs> right press two buttons yeah. and then went into super oh yeah yeah because with nash in particular he'd do the, the v trigger teleport and jump in on your ass when he fireballed yeah and i totally forgot about his ca too his ca is anti-fireball come on <laughs> drew this guy <laughs> but uh yeah i think stuff like that characters especially nash but yeah okay yeah uh as far as me it's not really character specific but i think there are two things in five that existed that aren't going to translate well uh to six and it'll kind of encompass a few characters characters who relied on v-trigger comebacks uh people who got used to not having to worry about their life in the beginning of a round and then making <laughs> a complete comeback. You know, your Abigails, your G's. Um, oh, gee, I forgot about G. <laughs> yeah. To some extent, even Mika. I don't want to be non-biased. <laughs> just, um, but those kinds of people who got too used to doing whatever they wanted the whole round and being carried by a V-trigger they're going to have to figure out how to keep that momentum from the beginning of the round. Um, I had another one. What, what was the other one? Oh, <laughs> people who did not use mind games, you know, um, guys who had godlike reactions and confirms that they were able to just do play the safest game possible and never have to like, worry about what their opponent was thinking Mm -hmm. that is going to be a tough transition as well i think because mind games are back in street fighter in my opinion with this game there's just too much like anyone who was i'm going to use because he's a friend of mine nick going (laughs) (laughs) nick going is going to be back i think in this game because like in five it was very simple to just kind of avoid mind games if you could do the confirms and the you know walk forward and just crouch and wait but you guys are gonna have to deal with with nick with a drive impact with nick with a parry and all these new guys who didn't get to play nick in street fighter uh five or or in street fighter four rather are gonna have to deal with the the mind games that i had to deal with when i was coming up in four so (laughs) best of luck to all of you 
that's no, that's a great way to put it in terms of like yeah um in terms of like people that were relying on the v trigger stuff because i mean you know i'm i'm older than you guys and it's just like that's not something that i'm used to right like if i'm playing street fighter 2 if i'm getting my ass beat i'm getting my ass beat there's not really coming back unless i'm gonna outplay you and i come back and i didn't play a lot of third strike but you know perry perry kind of overpowered that game but then like four came along and and like you said like i would press i would press and it's just like oh shit this guy's got ultra i gotta back off and then same thing with five like oh okay i'm winning i'm winning oh wait he's got v trigger oh he just hit me with a a sweep and he's got activated his v trigger and he's coming back now there's there was so many games i lost to that whether it was mika or karen or cammy or whatever where you know me playing a new character in sim I'd be like, yeah, I got this matchup. I'm doing great. And one knockdown and V-Trigger activated. And I'm like, where'd my life go? Right? Yep. So it'll definitely be... I think that's that's probably my favorite thing about 6 is... Um, I know a lot of people didn't necessarily like the FADC system in 4. Uh, maybe even initially with the Dragon Punches and stuff like that. But for me, like it allowed people to really kind of express themselves. And I think that's that was my biggest detractor from five is like, I, I could never kind of differentiate who was playing who. It was kind of like, everybody's got the same optimal stuff to do. Everybody's kind of got the same game plan and everybody's going to kind of play the same way. And in six, I see a lot more flexibility, whether it's going to be pressing offense, somebody playing defensively, somebody pressing on burnout situations, uh, you know, uh, combo situations whether you want to do like those uh swaggy combos or optimal stuff and sure. i see i just see a lot more expression in terms of like how you want to play that character yeah, um for sure building on that with the with the, so like dpfadc is a is something that i i i have ranted about on on uh, on street, in street fighter 4 right and so one of the big changes that went from 4 to 5 was that uh you know dps are crush counterable on punish now and then after season one, they actually made it so DPs all required meter to be invincible. And so, yeah. right. And so, uh, Benny, my question to you is like, like six has a little bit of five in that, you know, in order to do an invincible reversal, you do have to burn drive meter. Uh, but it's not as strict as in five where you only have three in, in, in six, you can, you can have three per round, but then you can build up more drive and then get, you know, and, and DP that way. Um, which do you prefer as a player? Would you rather have the meterless reversals or would you rather have uh, have them cost something? Uh, personally, I'm perfectly okay with meterless reversals. And like with, with Street Fighter Five, I didn't like that change personally because for somebody that wasn't playing a character that had one, like that was my way to get people to, to kill themselves, basically hang themselves, right? It's like if I'm applying pressure and UDP... I'm coming back because now I'm going to put this big damage on you. And when they made that uh, require uh, EX meter, then be people became more conservative because the, the outcome wasn't as good, right? It's like, I can't dragon punch, you know, whatever heavy or normal because it's not going to get me a good situation. Now I have to wait till I have meter before I can do it. Do you, do you think that DP should be uh, punishable? Like, do you think, do you think DP should be punished harder than a normal punish at all? Uh, I don't think they need to be punished anymore. I mean, it's I, I kind of look at it almost like you brought up the thing about the command grabs, right? Like, I have mm -hmm. no problem with people getting 
uh, like a neutral jump uh, jumping combo off of a command grab because at that point you're making you're making a read as the command grab player. It's just like, well, I you know I've conditioned this guy to the point to where I'm going to land this, and if you guess wrong, then you should be able to you know, um, like Mike said, if Geef is going to get 300 damage off of a command grab, then you know I should be able to be eating that same damage in return if I guess wrong. Okay. So so you think DP should be punished harder then or No, like, I, I don't like think command it, I grabs? Don't, no, I don't think they should be punished harder. I think, you know, um well I guess I mean are you talking more in terms of like the like, like the, the crush counter like system in five. Like in five, the crush counter system, like you you ate a crush counter if you whiffed a DP, right? Or if you got if you got baited on a DP. That's prevalent in six still because you can be punished countered on a DP. Oh no, um, yeah, that I'm perfectly fine with because I mean okay. for, for, for me not playing a character that had one, I was just like well, if this leads to more damage, if I can if I can bait you into doing this and pressure you to the point that you're going to do this, then that gives me an opportunity, a better chance to win. Okay, yeah, that that made more, made more sense from a Dalsum perspective. I'm like, yeah, I would definitely want to punish the harder because I get the benefit from yeah. that, right? <laughs> yeah, I feel you. Okay, um, why don't I why don't I broaden that question a little bit and say like, um, you know, the crush counter system versus the punish counter system. They're very they're they're different in six and five, but they still have a lot of like. Uh, the same kind of spirit. Um, do you guys uh, have a preference on which like implementation you like better out of the gates here? Uh, let's start with Mike. I um, I like it better in six because it's uh, it rewards the the skill of either putting forward a, a spacing trap or with punishing. Um, in five, the crush counter uh, mechanic was more you being rewarded for being aggro and more offensive counter so, hits, right? Yeah. So, yeah. so I, I like it personally better in six. How about you, Chase? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm in agreement at least so far. I mean, uh, I guess we'll see when the game comes out, but it feels like with a punish counter, it kind of helps, uh, concentrate it, I guess, to like only a couple scenarios, like, if you're getting a whiff punish or if you're getting a punish like off something unsafe but like crush counters sometimes felt especially with the uh, button priority system like uh if you were just active with a heavy button in the neutral or just aggro with it you were going to get a uh, reward there and it was kind of more variable where like punishes are more you know determined and whiff punishment Especially with how much like normals are whiff punishable, mm -hmm. uh, seems like it's it's going to be more intentional. Yeah, uh, I get you. Um, you brought up the priority system just now too. Like, um, do you guys have an opinion on whether the priority system should have stayed, or are you happy it's gone? Um, I don't really have because I didn't start taking Street Fighter as serious until five, so I've mainly been used to the priority system. I know four was uh, different, but um, I guess we'll see. I like that it, you know, creates more, I guess, nuance or uh, there's more interactions possible now that things aren't outright, like certain buttons aren't outright just beating other certain buttons, I guess. Okay. Any, yeah. Anyone else? Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, how Benny was saying earlier about you know, you, you can't really express yourself or, or set yourself apart in five as easily as you could in some other games 
or at all in some cases because everybody can do optimal stuff there are going to be people now who have figured out uh you know combos off of these situations because reversaling a jab is very strong so if you figure out a way to blow that up and get a uh you know a trade combo similar to what you can do in four that just adds more possible situations you know it's going to make the game more interesting as somebody who wants to lab it and it's going to make the game more interesting for spectators that's fair yeah like trade combos is just a whole nother classic combo now that we don't didn't have to worry about in in five right um there were some like specific situations but not a lot um what what there was another thing that i was trying to remember that isn't not in five but is in six now um oh yeah uh uh knockdowns like how there's there's two different kinds of of wake up recoveries in this game there's either uh neutral tech uh, where you stand straight up or you back tech um but unlike in five they have the exact same amount of time uh to wake up so if you have somebody in the corner you know it's not you don't really have to memorize a specific setup or you don't have to pick something um do you guys have any opinions on on that on like whether uh do you prefer somebody having multiple defensive timings for their wake up or do you prefer uh having everything be kind of uniform uh i'm kind of literally until you said it right now i felt one way about it i did not like it Oh. Uh, I did not like that you, it, you're basically, your timing was always going to be the same because I kind of liked the, you know, it was a skill to be able to meaty somebody visually in, in five. Mm -hmm. But when you said the corner, <laughs> that changed my <laughs> opinion because <laughs> I don't want to have to worry about that when I got someone in the corner. So yeah, I'm. I'd say the jury's still out for me on whether or not I like it, but I was pretty sure I didn't until you brought up the corner. You don't want to get a back thrown in the corner, right? <laughs> yeah, like that, <laughs> is, huge. Okay. that is my biggest fear playing the game is getting back thrown in the corner. Yeah, I, 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 I feel that way too. I feel like that's that's the case in a lot of fighting games. I, I had that problem with Strive as well. <laughs> where I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm pressuring them. I got back thrown. Fuck. <laughs> Oh man. Okay. What about you, Chase? What do you think about that? Um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I guess uh, we'll see because it does strengthen offense, and yeah, especially in the corner, it kind of makes throw loops a thing. Um, you don't really have to worry. You can just like raw time it. Uh -huh. Um, but with how, yeah, I mean the corner is really strong, but there's so many defensive options or more defensive options now, I'm almost okay with it. Uh, just to, like, provide some sort of offensive bonus. But I guess we'll we'll see. But, uh, yeah, I'm kind of up in the air right now about it. That that does seem to be a recurring theme of our conversation today, though, is that we all feel defense is strong enough that, uh, you know, some of the broken stuff that we felt, the stuff that we felt was broken in five, like throw loops and whatnot, are, are okay to let rock because for the sake of having some semblance of offense since everything's minus right <laughs> yeah okay yeah it's like a offense yeah it just seems like harder to come by in this game so or at least like consistent you know pressure so mm -hmm. if they get one thing i'm 
you know, I'm not sweating. I think I've uh, come to the conclusion that I think the back deck and normal tech being the same is fine, but I do wish they would add the ability to stay on the ground. Ah, like a hard knockdown? Yeah, just to deal with like like any possible um, like vortex situations, you know, that may come off of the, you know, we saw what having a specific wake down or wake up time would uh, could cause you in Street Fighter Four, so right. I'm afraid that maybe something else can come of that, but we'll see. Yep, that that means like safe jumps are back, right? Compared to five, where you just like there are hyper specific situations where there were some safe jumps, but by and large, because of the, the difference in timing, you couldn't really reliably create one. Versus four, where like you know you do a sweep and you get a safe jump, <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Benny, do you have any any opinions on, on the different wake up timings or like would you prefer to like on offense, would you prefer somebody to have the option to or on defense too, like the 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 ability to vary your wake up timing or do you like it when it's kind of standardized like in six? Um I personally prefer it to be a little bit more standardized. I'm just I'm not that really kinda the lab monster like Mike said. Like that's a that was a skill that people figured out, right? It was just like if you do uh, this covers all recoveries, right? That was a, that was a big thing, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's just like I could escape if I do this. Like I'm not the type of person to kind of lab that kind of stuff. I was just like, is this setup pretty cool? Okay, then I'll go for it. But is that you know, there are situations where it didn't work, and I'm just like, oh, okay, I didn't know it worked. I didn't know it worked that way. <laughs> okay, so you you'd prefer if it worked if it worked better, right? Where like you didn't yeah. have to like put put more onus on the mind game as opposed to having to lab out all the different setups, right? Exactly. Yeah. Like I don't uh-huh. have to. I don't want to worry about all the different scenarios and stuff like that. Okay. Cool. Yeah, um, I did. Uh, I was taking a peek at the at the socials here, and uh, Street Fighter Six was the first game confirmed for Evo. So I mean, I think that was kind of a given. But uh, yeah, it has been confirmed for Evo. Oh, as of today. Yeah, I think that stream's going simultaneous with ours, right? So. Yeah. Uh, very cool. Are you guys excited for Street Fighter Six at Evo? <laughs> <laughs> Wow! Big surprise, right? Yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm reeling <laughs> back. But uh, yeah, you know, I um, I was going through my Facebook memories today, and uh, apparently today on February 21st, I I placed high in a uh, uh, in undefeated the uh the uh, the Arizona major in 2016. So it was the first Street Fighter four Street Fighter five major uh in our state, and also probably in general. And um, it got me like really nostalgic and thinking about year one of Street Fighter Five versus year one of Street Fighter Six. Um, rather, I want I would like to compare those two. Like, do you guys have any memories of like your first year of Street Fighter Five, and you know, like what that launch and discovery period was like? And what do you think? How do you think that will? Uh, I'd like you to compare and contrast that with Six, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. Mike, do you want to go first? So, yeah, for me, it was it was kind of cool, like, to be honest with you, because in 4, I wasn't really, like, I wouldn't say I was bad, but I wasn't, you know, anybody's pick to win any kind of tournament or anything, or even place high. And then almost immediately with the release of 5, I kind of was able to get to that point. Uh, yeah. Also, you know, Miko was broken. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I was able to kind of keep that momentum going. So I'm, it wasn't just like a, a Mika fluke. But 
but yeah, it was kind of my first real impact in the game was, uh, or in the scene really was, was five doing well in street fighter five. Yeah. 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 No, no, no. You gotta say scrub cup. Oh yeah. yeah. (laughs) Forgot that to this day is one of, uh, the biggest pot winnings I've had in a tournament. (laughs) (laughs) So many people came out for that. And then there was somebody, I forget who it was. Somebody was very not confident that a Tucson player was going to win and they put extra money in the pot. Benny. (laughs) Yeah. I I think I did that encounter to, was it counter to Nick? I think I did it for, yeah, I think I did something like that. Yeah. The the whole bounty thing. (laughs) Just for those uh, listening right now and don't have a clue what we're talking about, uh, Benny ran a, a tournament that was beginner only, or not beginner only, but like there, there was a ban for the top players in Street Fighter 4 called the Scrub Cup, uh, and Thrasher was the inaugural champion of the Scrub Cup. Because <laughs> I think you, did you run another one, Benny? Or was it? No, no that, was, that was the only one. Oh, yeah. the undefeated the champion run... of the Scrub Cup. <laughs> yeah, we'll see, we'll, we'll see what happens with 6. I never ran anything like that for 5. I did some other stuff for 5, though. Yeah. I think it was a good idea. I think it was cool. <laughs> I enjoyed it thoroughly. <laughs> um, how about you, Benny? Like a uh, discovery phase of Street Fighter Five, like the first year, you know, like how, how do you how, how do you think that's gonna go with six compared to five? Uh well this is gonna be uh well five for me was a complete I don't know, just way out there right i went from playing honda and street fighter 4 to not knowing who i wanted to play i tried cami and then i saw the reveal trailer for sim and i was just like he looks badass and i was just like but am i really gonna play him like of all characters and i I played him i stuck with him until you know the the, the basically the competitive years that i was playing and um yeah it was a, it was a tough challenge but for me like i think for me overall as a player um, it kind of opened my eyes to a lot of things, uh, whether it was to, not necessarily the fireball game, but just like Sim as a character. Uh, in some ways, it kind of spoiled me. So that was kind of a negative because like I got used to having full screen normals and pestering people from afar. And I'm just like, <laughs> you know, I thought I thought Honda's standing roundhouse was in four was good. And now I have like all these buttons that do the same thing from like twice as far. So I'm like, this is, you know, people like just seeing people's reactions, like when I would like, the character select screen and picking sim and people are just like oh man sim i don't know anybody that plays that and then i've had you know people more people rage quit online i've had i see the people's frustration offline when i play them and you know particular people playing like geef and trying to get in and stuff like that and i was like it opened up my eyes to a whole nother like mind game uh uh basically like in the game just playing a character like that so um for me like i don't know it's I, I really got to see more of what, what both of those characters are going to be like. Um, I think for me, it's probably going to be probably leaning more towards Sim just because I feel like he might just give me something different, but I mean, who knows? We'll see how, we'll see how, what Honda has to, has to offer. Like this might be the first game, I think for me personally, where I might play both two characters to start. Like for a lot of the times in the past, like that hasn't been me at all. Like I've been character loyalist, put all my time into this and figure this out. But I feel like uh, I might get to the point to where I want to play both of them. Sure. I, I mean, you've, you've kind of built up the experience over the years with like with five and four. So 
Um, and then if you just base it off of our conversation today on the podcast, we've said that zoning seems really strong and that we're really curious about how grapplers are going to work with the punish counter and parry system. <laughs> yeah. So, well, I mean, yeah, it yeah. might be a, it might be a, a matchup specific thing too, right? Like I might want to play Sim against fireball characters or something like that. And if, if Geef or whoever command grabs has a really good, you know, rushdown game, I might be like, you know what? I don't want to play Sim against those guys. Yeah. yeah. How about you, so what about you? Um, yeah, I guess, uh, at the start of five, it was pretty much like the first Street Fighter I took semi-seriously. Um, I was still like casual back then, but, and like the scene I was in, uh, cause we were, we weren't like connected to WNF or anything. We were in the Coachella Valley. So it's about like a couple hours away from, um, or that like SoCal, uh, Wednesday night fight area. Mm-hmm. But, uh. It was like, um, I was more like me just developing as like a fighting game player back then. And like the scene wasn't huge, but you had like hella guys running like tournaments out their garage and like people were playing at the local community college, everything like you saw it everywhere. So I'm, I don't know, I think like six to at least like competitive wise, I think like with how much it's like being pushed now too like it's getting marketed like crazy like it feels like those like were once like garage tournaments where it's just like a bunch of sweaty dudes in a garage will now be <laughs> like more like legitimate in like a place of business or you know or some like like a pc or, gaming lounge <laughs> something like a pc gaming lounge or some, something more legitimate i think especially with the money behind it i think I see a lot more legitimacy coming from it. And then just for me, I just want to just kind of further uh, my ability as like a competitive player. And I think Ryu's going to help me do that. He's similar to Sagat in many ways, especially uh, in six and kind of lets me learn the uh, kind of aggressive or like learn to be aggressive at times too. But uh, sure. yeah, so I'm looking, looking forward to six. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's uh, that's something we've talked about on previous shows in terms of like tournaments and stuff like that, and things to look out for in the local scene. With because I mean, especially now with like you think about it, right? That million dollar grand prize, like that's a that's a talking point, right? That's a that's yep. a something that's gonna get out there in the general public that even people's parents are gonna hear about maybe somewhere and be like, oh, did you hear that this Street Fighter game has a million dollar grand prize? And you know, there you might have people that are more supportive, but then. You know, with that, you're gonna you're gonna have those 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 kind of snakes and those kind of bad individuals that are just kind of coming out there for you know putting something together just for their own kind of benefit, right? So, um, you know, in some ways, it's it's really weird because like uh, I grew up with Street Fighter Two and like how big that was, and uh, as a kid and seeing that everywhere, and then kind of you know fighting games kind of were just uh, a niche really. Then war kind of came back. You know kind of revitalized the scene but it still was like you know it's still kind of seen as a niche scene and now you got um six coming through after kind of this low period with five i would i would uh personally say and there's a big public push like you know there's it's gonna be in the public eye a lot more i think uh than any fighting game recently yeah i think um just to kind of reflect on some of my experiences too with the the launch period of five and 
like five had a little bit of the promotion that you guys are talking about but like like i think like, they did like a remember do you guys remember lupe fiasco <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that yeah, kind of yeah, stuff yeah. right um but the the base product was just so critically panned that there's not a, there wasn't a lot of meat behind that marketing you know um and for good reason again the, we all agree that the launch for street fighter 5 was really poor from a consumer standpoint um mm -hmm. but i do remember like uh as a player too like i i had come fresh off of my marvel versus capcom uh competitive uh uh career for lack of a better phrase and so i thought i was hot shit at fighting games and i remember in street when street fighter 5 came out i felt like i figured the game out and i knew like to be plus all the time and i like i knew like the basic like just go after them and be plus and bulldog on the death um but i remember like playing karen and being like oh i figured this character out i'm the best karen ever um and like her low forward i just never used her low forward ever and that's a really defining moment for a defining button for karen because people figured out that you could confirm low forward into tenko off of uh uh for 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 karen and um you know i deemed that as not possible in that game and then you know season two punk does that on a competitive stage and then seasons three through five suddenly everybody's confirming one hit buttons or one hits off of low forwards and so it's less so of like a, a more less so of like a quantitative thing here but more like i remember feeling like i figured the game out uh, at launch for five and i catch myself feeling that way about six because we've the sheer amount of talking that we've done about it you know i've streamed the entire beta all this footage is up there i've cut it and studied it and i feel like i know everything about six but that's the mistake i made with five where it was like you know i the game com became completely different than what I thought it was going to be. It became low forward confirmed central. And I ended up loving playing that way. And the game was just like, like I, I found a different way to play the game and a different way to like the game. And so I'm trying to keep an open mind for six where it's like, I feel like I know a lot about how to use drive. And I've talked about it in an absolute fashion like this, but it's amazing to me how wrong I was about five. Um, and maybe I'll, I'll be that wrong about six too. <laughs> You have to cut yourself some slack, though, in regards to the uh, low forward confirms, because you were playing it in season one. Oh yeah. Now, with Punk, just has godlike reactions, so maybe he could still do it. But I think for the vast majority of us, majority of us, whoa, cat. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the eight frames of lag really dealt with you know or it was very difficult to do that. Then I think. That's so, fair. like, maybe you would have found it. it. It got so... That debate got so far with the Karen players at, at in Season 1 where, like, like on Shoryuken, back when Shoryuken was still a thing, we were we had a Karen forum or a Karen thread or something. And um, it was like, nobody can actually confirm this. And then someone actually made a bot. Like, that was back in Season 1 where bots were prevalent, too. And someone made a bot that could do low forward confirm with, uh, with Karen. <laughs> and so it was literally, like... We all were like, we can't, you can't do this. You have to be a robot to be able to confirm it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, I, think, I think the big thing too, thinking about the upcoming launch of Street Fighter 6, you know, that's what, almost just a little over three months away. And then uh, God, yeah. with, that being at, with that being at Evo, it's like, uh, it made me think about the first uh, Street Fighter 5 tournament uh, or first, yeah, first Street Fighter 5 bracket at, at Evo. 
uh, where they had over 5,000 people. Cause that was a, that was a huge thing, right? That was the biggest, I think that's today still the biggest entrance by far. It was, uh, I had to go look it up on my Facebook. It was uh, 5,107 entrance. So it'll be interesting to see like if that number could be surpassed now after the scene has uh, grown some and, you know, with, again, with the public push of, of six, like, is that, is that a number that they could surpass? Yeah. Oh, like I, I think it'll break 5k. I, I think it, it, like we haven't broken 5k since 2016 in any game. Um, mm. But I think street fighter six could do it. Um, yeah. I mean, considering the bad release of five and uh, the problems that it did have, we still got 5,500 so far. This game seems to be going much, much better. Yeah. And there's a million dollars on the line where premier <laughs> tournaments offline are going to be a thing again. And if you yeah. don't think Evo is going to be one of those premieres, then I don't know if you how long you've been in the fighting game. Community. <laughs> you know, like, like, so I think if it, I, I would say it's more likely than not that it will break, uh, you know, 5K. Maybe yeah. by a large margin, who knows? But because uh, you got to think, every esports person from every other game is gonna play six. We're gonna have Leffen in six. You know, we're gonna have uh, Sonic Fox. We're gonna have all the greats from any game that is remotely a fighting game. Uh, they're gonna probably be playing uh, six. So yeah, oh, that's true too. And then like, yeah, there's a lot of memes going around about uh, you know. The OG is resurrecting from the dead. Like I saw the, who was it? The Undertaker. I saw, um, forgot that other guy's name. He's always dancing around. Um, <laughs> uh, famous like Amos or whatever it's called. No, no, no. Yeah, the Undertaker. Like I was seeing Undertaker memes. Like right, like because there's a there's a gift that goes around like him like waking up you know from the mat and getting up you know kind oh. of his second win <laughs> his second win kind of okay, thing. Yeah, they're like yeah yeah and they're like oh you know Street Fighter Six has a million dollar grand prize and it's just like you know the street fighter ogs <laughs> and it's the undertaker and you know i saw i saw all kinds of memes about that so you can see uh there's a potential for those guys to come back too uh the with the strong fundamentals or like uh like chase was saying like the fireball game's really good like who has a better fireball game than john Choi? like you know is he gonna play six like you know what is that gonna look like yeah it's gonna be very interesting for sure 100 yeah. percent Yep. and then well, uh oh, oh go ahead, go ahead Chase. i was just gonna say just like with the evo thing too yeah you'll probably get a bunch of like multi-entrance people you know who they're entering in what was once their main game but now they're dipping their toes in the six and mm -hmm. then just yes. with uh how much like street fighter six isn't just marketed but also is, seems to have a lot of like offline content casual content i think uh it's gonna speak to a lot of players and like Maybe, you know, a lot of like first time uh, people coming out to Evo that will like stuff that Street Fighter Six entrance uh, number. Oh, yeah, I... yeah, for sure. I mean, that's that's something like um, we've talked about briefly, too, is like in terms of like the the single player content. Like John said, when it came to Street Fighter Five, like, you know, if you were buying it for single player content or you were a casual, like it was kind of bare bones, right? It was like there's really nothing here other than story mode. Like and we're in what, 20, 2016 or whatever year it was. Mm -hmm. And it's just like now they've got the the World Tour mode, which, you know, is getting getting a big push. And, um, you know, that's a big thing with, like, Mortal Kombat. I think Mortal Kombat's the biggest 
selling fighting game and people are like well there's not a lot of people that play competitively and it's just like the majority of the people that buy the game aren't playing it competitively it's the casuals they want the single player content so it's like they can come out the gates hot and get some good reviews out there and you know get those people on board then yeah you can uh that 5k probably gonna yeah like mike said it's probably like it's not gonna seem like anything yeah i i remember like I remember the discourse around the Street Fighter V launch and how bare bones it was for for single player. And I remember my attitude during that time was just like, fuck you, I got mine. Like it was a lot of like, I really like this game. Fuck you. It doesn't I don't <laughs> I don't care if it doesn't have single player mode. I wasn't gonna play single mode anyway. This is this is a this is a great game. And I look back on that and I'm like, no, nah, that wasn't the right call. Because then ended, everybody ended up hating the game. And I liked the game, but then no one played it. Because, uh, <laughs> like, we had 5K, and then we dropped really quickly, like, rapidly, uh, uh, like, below 2K, yeah. if I recall correctly, in Season 2. So it's like, I, 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 I'm approaching that uh, a different mindset with 6, where I'm like, I think, even though I still don't care about the single-player stuff, like... I would much rather that be in the game than not, because at the very least, then people will like the game that I like. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, I made a, I made a point like when it launched uh, to post about it on Facebook and been like, if you're playing this competitively, like these are the game modes that are in here and this is great. But if you're not like, don't buy this. Cause I had, you know, from, from playing competitively and people, you know, posting clips and posting myself at evil, people were genuinely asking me, Oh, what do you think about street fighter five? And I was like, well, if you're going to play competitively, then yeah, sure, but go buy it. Like, that's what, you know, it's there for you. But if you're looking for extra stuff, like, yeah, don't buy it. Fair enough. Well, uh, I think we've uh, kind of talked a lot about Six today, and I'm, there's always going to be more to talk about. Um, but I, I I think we're probably at time. So why don't we uh, close it out here? Uh, Thrasher and Big Mac. Where can we find you? Like, what any shout outs, uh, socials, anything like that? Um, I guess, uh, uh you can uh follow me on Twitter, I guess. Uh, that's probably the main social media I use, but I think uh, it's Chase D182, but uh, it's my uh main form of communication with the scene. And then uh, I guess shout outs, uh, shout out AZ FGC, shout out Coachella Valley uh, FGC. They're a killer. But uh, yeah. Okay, cool. Mike, any shout outs? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I got a Twitter at AZ Thrasher, but I don't really do much else in the way of content creation as of right now, maybe in the future. But uh, yeah, shout outs to all the homies in the AZ scene, uh, all the guys who kind of helped me and other people get where we are now so uh, thanks guys thanks for having us on yeah, yeah thanks, thank you thanks for, thanks coming for on, guys. Thanks taking the time cool all righty uh we'll go ahead and close the show out here you can find us on uh twitch.tv slash spiral series for the twitch vod uh youtube.com slash spiral series for the youtube vod uh spotify you can search for us under absolute underscore guard wait sorry it's just absolute guard you can search for absolute guard and then the twitter is absolute underscore guard and uh if you all have any feedback if you like panels like this or if you like prefer if you would also like our like biography interviews or whatnot just let us know um we are always looking for feedback to figure out how to how to best format this show so with that we will close it out have a good night everyone Thank you.